What an amazing podcast we have. We have three MMA legends getting to talk on one table when specifically one of the legends, Mr. Triple C, has a fight coming up that I'd love to get into. And then everything else that uh, who knows where these beautiful minds will take us. But first off, Triple C, thanks so much for coming on. And you're a busy man. What's, um, what's this fight camp look like? Is anything different than normal? Well, I'm fighting February 17th against uh, Marab Devalishvili. And uh, this is for the number one contender spot. I think if uh, I think if, the, if I think if they're you know after losing to Aljamain, uh, I think if I was gonna go maybe down the ladder, I would probably be done with fighting again. Yeah, man, because it's just like the sport is hard, man. Training camps, having two kids, and things like that. So this is kind of a big one. This is like either championship next or potentially retirement. It's it's all or nothing, man. No, that's a pretty profound man. statement too. I think just to give more uh, awareness to people at home. They don't realize that people don't realize how hard it is to get to the top of the mountain, right? And to maintain the top of the mountain. Here, you're talking from Brad's experience that you know, and several times over from going from international wrestling, being, you, know, you know what it's like to climb the mountain. So you're just basically saying, hey, man, if I got knocked all the way back down at the bottom, I know what it takes to get up there. And at my age, uh, no, man, I'm good. Yeah. I've already, you know, I don't have the same itches that I might have had when I was younger, you know what I mean? Right, right. It's, it's almost like that. Like I was t- talking to Quinn. Uh, before we started the podcast, it's like it's almost like it's more of a it's more of a, a motivation of vengeance, like you know what I'm saying. It's not always the love, like no, not really, man. Well, yeah, like, like, like goals change for what you're doing things for purposes, yeah. right? Right, like 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 even coming back to the sport, I was like, all right, man, I want to test myself. I I, I like the matchup. Um, you know, it, it it has been three years, but it was you know also the the financial compensation. I mean, there's there's nothing easier. You know, to make money than the fight game. You know? Well, uh, the Super Bowl so, fight main events, when people tell me they're not fighting and money doesn't have a factor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, that sounds novel. The, the kids aren't around right now. It's us, dude. Relax. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? tell them what you want, Quint. <laughs> for bare knuckle, man. Oh, tell man. them. <laughs> he asked me if I want to fight bare knuckle. Would you do bare knuckle? No, it, I, I'm not into bare knuckle. But he was like, everybody got a price. And I was like, I'll just name a stupid price. And if they say yes, yeah, then I got a fight. Like, six million. Yeah. I wish they did bare knuckle and it was real bare knuckle. Like, not wrapping your fucking hands. Like, that's not bare knuckle, man. Got it. I mean, it's bare knuckle in the sense that, yeah, my knuckles aren't covered. But when your hand's reinforced, it's still not real. I would like to, if they did a league right now where it was like, okay, bare knuckle MMA was like, okay, nothing on my elbow down, no wrap, no reinforcement. That's just, I'm like, yeah, it's done all day long. That's super safe. That's going back to old school grappling to dominate. And, but to go back to something that you were saying about this one's a little different because it's kind of like a, a, a camp of vet vengeance. Like when I talked to you a few weeks ago, you know, I didn't ever put it together, but you were talking about when you won the Olympics and, you know, such a quick, you know, success, there was a little bit of like the post Olympic blues or what'd you call it or something that is that similar to this? Cause I mean, obviously you're young still, but yeah, yeah, not really, man. Like I don't, I don't feel those highs, man. Even with fighting, like people talk about 25,000 people. I can give two fucks. I've been competing since I was 10, 11 years old, winning national titles, like, in front of maybe 500, 300. Like, the toughest shit a human could ever do. And is that – I know when I read about it and watched it, it hadn't happened before. A kid coming out of high school, not Mm -hmm. even going to college, Mm -hmm. 
and going straight, not only going to the Olympics, but you won the gold medal. Yeah. Has that happened since? I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean that's like unprecedented yeah. and unheard of. I mean, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's just a freakish statement to your abilities at an early age, just to give validity to what you're saying. You were at the top of the mountain at 18, where most people, we don't start peaking out till 26, 28, 30 years yeah. old, you know? Yeah, and, and I think a lot of that just derives, and, and that's why you probably want to go back to the love. But you'll slowly start to realize that it, it, it could start with love, but at the end of the day, it's like you're so far in it that you almost start to like, it turns into a business. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of where I found myself. So even when I, I'll never forget it because even when I made the Olympic team and I was at the Olympic Games, I remember being so sick of the sport. I'm like, I worked my whole life and within these next two weeks, this shit is over. Oh. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, win or lose. It's yeah, win like, or lose. Like, like that's it. But it's very like, common, especially in wrestling. You guys are cutting weight and stuff. I've, I can't tell you how many times I've heard of champions, and they're talking. And here's the, they're at the event, and they're sitting there going, "I can't wait till this is over with. I'm leaving my shoes on the mat." And I, and I get nervous. I'm like, "Wow, like that's really what's going through your head right now? Like, it's be a problem. <laughs> like, like you're looking forward to this being over with. It's you haven't finished done. yet." But that's a really common. I mean, I've. You're not the first guy, won't be the last I've heard of, that wrestles at a high, high level. Yeah. So, they're like, fuck this, man. I can't wait till this is over. So check this out. This is how crazy it is. At the Olympic Games, like my mind was like, and I've, I've always been super mentally strong. I think that's always what's made me, me. And I remember at the Olympic Games, I was kind of like, dude, run away. Like, le like legit, like, like just. Like Simone Biles. Like just exit, dude. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's a lot of stress. Pretty much. And pretty you're a kid, man. You're not even fully developed yeah. brain. You're yeah, 18, I'm like, right? That, yeah. Super young, dude. I'm just almost like, man, it's, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you kind of come back to the realization and be like, hey, man, this is. Once in a lifetime. This is once in a lifetime opportunity. Not everybody gets that opportunity. And I had a horrible weight because for the same reason why I had a shitty attitude. And I had like a horrible weight cut. Like I remember cutting like ten pounds in like two hours, but my tongue was already white. Oh. Like when I started cutting weight. And then not just that, but Terry Brands had to put me through the weight because like, hey man, you're super heavy. Was there, did you understand what was it a freak accident that happens about the ordinary? No, it's just just enjoying a enjoy, enjoying a little bit, kind of just the mind being the, burnt the, out. Basically, kind of fucked you. It's it's a trip, but yeah, yeah. And I never felt that in any other tournament, but that tournament. So then once I had the horrible weight cut and whatnot, I'm just like, I knew just that whatever it is that happened at the at the Olympics, I was going to be done with the sport. And so as and I just kind of told myself, I kind of kept the 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 mindset like I'm going to I want to make sure that if I die, I die happy, dude. I want to make sure that 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 I just give everything that I absolutely have. It's funny you say that about walking off. I always tell people, people sit there because I've thought that before. I don't think any fighter I've ever spoke to has not thought about that at one point in your locker room. You're like, I just fucking left right now. Fuck this. You hear the music, the crowd, you're sitting there in the anticipation. You're doing the calculations in your head. You're like, yeah. okay, if I win, it goes this way. If I lose, it goes this way. Then we get paid this, get this, and this is, you know, the pecking order of what's going on. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck, if I just walk out the exit, man, I don't have to fucking deal with this shit. But I think that the, what keeps people to do what we do is that, like, the pain of avoiding is way worse than the pain of whatever you think you're fucking avoiding. You know what I mean? Like, which other it's usually the opposite. Most people, most people never want to compete, never ever want to go out there and do that. That's why they're sitting home watching it on TV because the pain of actually doing it's worse to them. Whereas the pain of you quitting would have actually, you might have thought about it, but there's no way you could have done it because that you would have yeah. you know, never lived way more yeah. painful. Yeah, yeah, way more painful. Exactly. Bro. No, and, and it would actually haunt you because then I go back and I think of somebody like Cormier. Like a lot of people don't know this. Like. 
the dude didn't make. I think he yeah, made he the weight, but he didn't right? get a chance to compete. But medical medical issues, my ass. Like everybody's. Oh really? That shit. No, what I'm saying is like everybody fucking cuts weight, dude. I was fucking. Uh, everybody uh, sucked out. Everybody, well, too, everybody. Little guy, because I tell people that when people say they were cutting weight, I'm like, all right, uh, a guy like Quentin cutting ten pounds is drastically different than you cutting 10 pounds. You know what I mean? Because it's like, all right, it's a percentage of your body weight. You know what I mean? You're sitting there okay, that's 2% of his body weight. It might be yeah. 6% of your body weight. You're sitting there going, oh. I said, Quinn's got a lot of glutes, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean like even as a heavyweight. When I sit there like, there's times like, you know, towards the end of my career, I, I'm over 265. They're like, oh, you got a 10 pound. What are you doing? I'm like, let's get breakfast. Yeah. Oh man, my buddy here says it's so much harder. I'm like, well, yeah, he's 150, you know. It's way hard for him. I mean, it's a percentage of body weight. I'm like, I just, I'll skip a meal. Watch. Watch. <laughs> I mean, like, but for those guys, you guys, and they're already sucked up you're already fucking probably like eight percent body fat and then you're asking to cut more water and i'm like you know he hasn't had a good meal in like eight weeks right like i mean mentally that's fucking that's a part of the sport i hate for my kids and stuff too is like i'm just like yeah. fuck even my youngest or my middle son i try to talk to him, move up a weight class I'm like fuck it just have fun wrestle learn the technique but he wants to be high competitive so he's like no he knows the sisters are national champs so he's like i'm gonna cut down and like now cage talk cutting to 175 i'm like looking at him like why would you want to live like that? Yeah, but, but, can I but can I tell you something? The difference between like wrestling and every other sport, five pounds, ten pounds in wrestling, like you'll get fucked up. Like you start getting to that elite level and somebody's just eight pounds heavier than you. Um, oh, it's not MMA, dude. Wrestling, yeah. woo, those will roll you up, dude. I hear it's you, a, but then it's I also different get, strength. I, I pull out the Russian to talk about the city and stuff. So 160 pounds, might be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got framed to help you with that. Yeah, that, but that's why, like, I, I like the Russian style, like the set you, know, you, know, you look at that, like when he fought a boss stars fight, uh, wrestled um, Romero for the Olympics, and you walk in there. I mean, he, he, Romero outweighed him by about 15 fucking pounds. I mean, it was like you know, like six or seven kilos, and then you put him to his back right off the bat, like he was inside. Inside he went unhook inside trip, dropped him right to his back. Almost, I mean, the period ended with Romero trying not to get pinned. You know, he ended up beating him on points. But I'm like, no, no, no. He ended up pinning Romero, I think. Oh, he ended up pinning Romero. He oh shit. Okay, Romero got gold, silver, and the guy. I mean, Romero was probably one of the most physically gifted fighters Ever. as far as athlete combat. Ever. The Ever. dude could have done combat. whatever the fuck he wanted. If you wanted to be in the NFL, Ever. he could have been in the NFL. I mean, the guy's verticals unreal. He got an eye injury, and you know, because Malky, the doctor started talking to him. Like the doctor said, "Hey man, who is this fucking guy?" Like, yeah. I mean, like he was. He, he goes, "He's like eyes healing. He has like he's like biomedically or whatever they say. Like you know, if you do a blood test on the guy and you ask him how old he is, he looks like he's nineteen years old. And he was like forty two. Like dude, he's already healing. People, it takes weeks to heal. The guy's it's been like six hours. Like he's superhuman. You know what I mean? And <laughs> a guy smaller than him was just technical and smoked him. Yeah. Well. I want to stay on your camp and what you're currently focused on. But because it was brought up, $6 million for a bare knuckle for Quentin, what would be your number for bare knuckle? I, half of that. Oh, hey. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, bare knuckle. No, they're like they're, that. Maybe some pay-per-view points. You know, bring it up to six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those cars stay with you forever, bro. They're not. They're not backed by Saudi Arabia. It's that one guy, right? It's not. I don't it's know. It's not PFL. I don't, I don't know much about Bernardo. There's two I, leagues I that I know. Much. The one's the one guy that does the, the app. They're doing well. And there's the other one. I think there's a second they, league that's less. They don't pay them. They don't pay. Them, I was going to say, they, get they that Saudi money. Which is the one that? Yeah. What's your name? Went the girl. Uh, Paige Van Zandt. Yeah. You, uh, you know what she made? I think she made a million. Yeah. Yeah. I know she was making seven figures. I know I, Mike Perry making. Uh, 
one point one or something like that. He's gotta earned it too, though, man. Like, I, I, would, I would hate to fight that fucking. That guy's powerful. Yeah, he's he's, he's tough, a fucking he's gifted tough, athlete, yeah, man. I knew it. I knew that. I knew he was gonna be Rock Hall, and I knew that he was gonna beat the brakes off. Of, who's the last two that? He, oh, oh, Eddie oh, Alvarez. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, bro. The game changes. If it was MMA, bro, I give it to, I give it to Eddie and. And uh, and look, but with this shit, with this dude that just don't give a fuck, there's no takedowns involved. Yeah. That throws vicious power. That's dude. It's oof. Yeah, it's it really, to be a hard dude to beat, man. Yeah, definitely something that's built for him because it's like is he being fearless champ? and powerful. Is really his boxing is good. He no, he's a really good boxer. Yeah. No, I mean, is he currently the, the champ yeah, of the, He's a good boxer. He's a phenomenal athlete. And then he has the one factor that, like, sometimes, because like, you can get those things put together, and, and they're rare, but you can get them together. But then he's also fearless. Yeah. Most guys that are good boxers means you're, you have a scientific mind. You understand what's going on. It means you understand mortality. So you, like, okay, my hand, if I throw it full blast, it's head in his head in my land. This is a 26 bones. I might lose my hand. It's going to shatter. Yeah. He don't give a fuck. So, like, he's, like, good <laughs> and he don't give a shit. Like, I'm like... That's just a rare combination. Most people like to go, all right, I'm going to throw my shot, but I'm going to make sure I land it. You know, let me make sure I land it from his cheekbones down. I don't want to land it from up. And he don't care. I mean, you see him when he throws, it's just unabandoned. When, because, you know, I never want to think, well, actually, I think far in the future, Coach Frank uh, has been helping me think like, no, this is right now. Stop being, you know, second base, third base, home, you know, we're going first. So I don't want to get too far ahead of this next win. No, but short ball is what I tell you. Short, short ball. Yeah, short ball. Get the first base, but when you win, championships next, mm -hmm. is that just as exciting as business? Because it seems like if, you know, heaven forbid the other way happens, you pivot so easily into the business world. I've talked to you on several things. You're already connected and talking with these people who I'm like, it took me 14 years in pure business to get talking with these people. You're like, oh, no, we're, we're making deals happen. Which one seems more where you would just prefer, not prefer to go? Because does that – hopefully I'm asking the right question. Which one feels more natural for you? Man, uh, in the beginning it was fighting, but I think now as I, as I got older and retiring for three years – just business, man. You're, you're in business because everything is just everything's based on sales. Everything's everything is a, a storytelling. Can I create it? Can I sell it? And I enjoy that. You're a great you know, storyteller, and, and I well, love being fearless. Though the thing about the mentality though that he has, it's care. That's why I, I think oh, everybody should do sports and stuff. The kids, you know, a whole other. But I mean, think about the makeup of his mind. Being a 17, 18 year old kid out of high school, and then you're traveling to the Olympics. You don't get mom and dad hanging out with you. You got to live inside the, the uh, what's it called, the village. The, tra the training center. Yeah, he's in the training center in the village. He's around other adults. He's the youngest guy there, probably by about five, six years, Jeez. easily. You know what I mean? Like you sit in bed by himself at night. Like if he's having a bad day, you know, maybe a phone call. There's no one to console him. Like, hey, man, if you don't like it, there's a guy waiting to take your spot right yeah. now. He's sitting there hoping that you fucking mentally break down so they can jump in. This is gonna sound terrible. Yeah. Where where was the Olympics at that year? Beijing, Beijing, China, eighteen, eighteen, yeah. Beijing, traveling by himself. Traveling yeah, I mean, we were with the team, but still, there's a lot of individuals. Oh yeah. Did anybody from your family go with you? Um, they they went, but they you know they can't they can't they weren't staying at the village. Yeah, yeah when Bella does so something, like, I don't get to go and hang out with her. That's oh, why right. I get the understanding of like. It, there's it's, a lot of mental it's a, you're it's on a, your own. You it's a I mean? business. It, to me, it was a business trip too, though. Like you know what I'm saying? Like like I'm there to. You're Mr. Business, ah, man. I'm yeah, just, but still, you're still an 18 year old kid, man. You know what I mean? like, that's <laughs> yeah. so fucking crazy. The mental development you had at that time. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and, and I think part of that too, like when when you grow, this is like like, like me being a dad now. 
Like, I don't want to put my kids in the fucking sport until they're about, like, starting to hit puberty, starting to like girls or some shit because you, if you, you, you got to save them from them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I've been doing this shit since I was 11, reaching the highest pinnacles, beating, you know, uh, beating freaking the best guys in the world when I was in high school. Damn, and I was 11. The only thing I was beating was off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's funny that you say that your dad, though. Like, but so was I. <laughs> you talking about that? <laughs> but I was beating everything, including the meat. You think about the hardships made you who you are. So like adversity, that that difficulty, that fucking like that that you know furnace you put yourself in made you you, right? So you want that for your kids, but at the same time, it's like, well, I don't want to be that hard for them. Like, but then you're like, oh, if I take that away from them, am I gonna make them soft? It's like, so now you're really trying to balance and make it. You're like, like okay, like, I was overboard. These, most people are fucking way too soft. Yeah, like, like How for do I me, get right in the middle? Like, like to, for me, like I can only speak for myself. To me, it was almost like the perfect storm because my, my dad was an athlete, but he was also a freaking drug addict too. And then my mom never smoked, never drank. Uh, and pretty much every time I, my dad would get out of prison, he would impregnate my, my mom. <laughs> And when he pregnant my mom, like obviously those genes when he was just fucking buff right. and, and, and you know what I'm saying, like yeah. the dude was uh, a. What, what's, what's your dad's? Um, he, he he was it was he, my dad ended up passing away like a year before the Olympics, but okay, I but wasn't raised with was he my a, dad. Wrestling? When you said he was an athlete, you said athlete. He was an athlete. Wrestling. He was like a he was like a, a swimmer, an athlete. He was just an overall athlete. Like the right. dude did it all. He was like a fucking stunt di- a diver that okay. would like, I would One go. Those guys and, whatever he would have like, chosen to do. Yeah, it's just crazy, a crazy freaking athlete, and. uh Anyways, and I think me being brought up like by immigrant parents or by an immigrant parent and then started wrestling at the age of 11, but going through those hardships, like I was a kid that went through like famine. Like, you know what I'm saying? One of seven kids, like we were fucking poor, like no furniture, like no food. Like it, it was that. It wasn't gangs, violence like everybody talks about. Like, you know, we, we come from a good family, but it was a very poor family. So I think once I found wrestling and I saw it, I was just like... It was just I was just it was just able to mesh with me very very well, dude. Did you Good. grow up here in Arizona? Yeah, I grew up here in Phoenix. So I grew up in Maryville. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Maryville. Yeah, I have it's a school the, out there. Yeah, it's on the west side of it's on the west side of Phoenix. Your father, your first generation from your father. First side. generation American, me. Yeah, but your mom was she here? Is it Mexico City? No, same thing. So both both of my parents are Mexico City. They both met here. They both crossed over to the U.S. illegally. They had me. And then uh, it's crazy because I, you know, I, my dad passed away a year before the Olympics, and then uh, so my, my, and then my mom. When you were eighteen years old, not only were you going to the Olympics, but you were dealing with the fact your father passed away a year before. Yeah, yeah. So you went to Olympic trials dealing with that shit mentally. Uh, a year before that, yeah, yeah, because I, 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 I didn't. I, but that's what I'm saying. But it's, it's almost like it, it's it's the adversity. That's a lot of. But adversity, it's also man. like. Uh, it's just that that's just that's the shit that builds you, man. That's the shit that makes. Uh, no, you. it destroys most people. It builds you. You, you're you know? built a little differently. You know I mean? But but but. I think it destroys my son. He loves yeah. his mom. Yeah, see, it does. It he destroys gets, more people than it builds. Fuck. You know, I mean, like so. But 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 can I take it? Can I tell you something, Frank? Please please. I would not want my fucking kids to ever walk in my shoes. Hell no! Like no. We no, were just talking about this in the no. truck on the way here. Galen, myself, and my wife talking about. I didn't grow up very. My father's from Cuba. My mom's American though, so first generation only from his side. I didn't grow up with money. We were on welfare and stuff. Parents divorced, so like it struggled. So like you know, I was a kid who went to school. I had one pair of pants. I had two T-shirts. I would alternate. 
You know what I mean? I'm in high school dealing with this shit, right? So like, there's a lot of insecurities I have financially. So that's why money wise, I'm always driven to go ahead and more and more and more. I don't want my kids ever to get there and go, Hey, how come the kid next door is wearing these shoes? I can't have them. You know what I mean? So like, it's like, it's a, it's a huge insecurity on my part that's giving me a lot of drive, right? Um, so I'm like, oh, that's good about my kids to have that, but I don't. It's like, I almost like, okay, how do I get you where you have, you're driven, but I don't want you to have to deal with the, the pain and being an outcast that I felt with from being super poor and being outside the circle of like, all right, you know, this fucking, you know, you know, that. So I understand what you're saying. Like, I don't want wish it on them, but then at the same time, I'm afraid because like that old expression, you know, good times bring upon, you know, you know, or what do they say? The bad times bring upon good men or strong men. Strong men bring good times, but good times bring about them. weak men and the weak men bring about bad times. And then that's how the cycle that you can see goes through. Yeah. So that means that usually like, you know, you're strong and fit because you came from adversity. Yeah. Then your children are now come from a great, you create a great atmosphere, but it makes them weak. And then because they're weak, they create an awful atmosphere, but then their kids grow up in an awful atmosphere and that makes them strong. And then they become strong and they create goodness. So it's this fucking cycle, right? So I'm like, how do you fucking defeat the cycle? How do I make it to where my kids like- What are you talking about? Your girl's a national champ? No, what are you she, talking about? That's, that's why I use sports though, because I told people like, hey, look, you know, like I, I've been jumped and shit like that. Like, my kids aren't gonna deal with the shit I dealt with as a kid, trying to get to school and get you know, your ass beat. I've had ambulances and you know, I've left it. Uh, going to school, you know? And so like, okay, how do I make sure my kids don't deal with that? They don't. To protect them for that, I'll go to private school. But sports, wrestling specifically, is why I put them in it because I feel like that brings out, I think that's one of the greatest things that you should have your children in sports for is the mental toughness aspect. Yeah. Mental, you know, accountability, learning who you are, failure, going out there and getting your ass kicked. There's an important quality as a kid to lose and get smashed and cry and walk back and be humiliated. It's like, all right, now what do you do? That develops character. That builds you who you are. That transfers over to what you're doing now. Like, see, you're a prime example. Like, point out, look at how you successful you are outside of wrestling, outside of MMA, outside. Oh, it's okay. The, the mental attributes you've developed carry over into business. You're, you're being fearless and aggressive and accountable. All those you developed on the mat. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. What I, I go back and I think of a, even a guy like like Mike Tyson. You know, the dude was pretty much fucking bullied. Yeah, bullied. He, you know, he loved pigeons, and it's not till it's not till a dude freaking happened to rip, you know, the head off of the, of a damn pigeon, and he said he finally says, finally, I just got pissed, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 he beat this dude. He beat the bully up. And then some dude from the corner of eye, the dude, a, a guy from the corner of his eye happened. It seems like, dude, this fucking kid has ability, man. So it happened to be the fucking dude takes him to a Hall of Fame coach in Customato, who was yeah. one of his first coaches. And the dude becomes the youngest heavyweight champion of all time at the age of 19. Well, it's fate it's, sometimes, brother. It's yeah. fate. You just had a podcast with Tyson, right? Uh, well, we both did. Well, yeah. yeah, talk about like a guy that's, I think sometimes people on the outside surface underestimate how, like, his. IQ in my is extremely high. Actually, he's an extremely intelligent guy. It's just that obviously, he, you know, he was raised in the streets, up in New York area. You know, so sometimes the terminology, the words he might use, or even the way he expresses himself, people sit there, go, oh, you know, like, no man, listen to what he's saying. Right, a fucker. When it comes to people, like you know, you know, sociology, that guy is fucking on a different level as far as understanding human nature, who you are, how you think, what drives you, what makes you. I feel like now, but I feel like earlier and i am super ignorant so i could be talking out of my rear end right now but my rear end my rear i can't say ass no i'm just kidding they're, they're making me grow up i got a mouth now but that I feel didn't like come was, off right ma'am <laughs> don't say quit and you afraid to make you find out you had a mouth <laughs> you gotta say pause pause yeah. right. whoops 
But I feel like he was explo- exploited like crazy. Oh, big time. Take advantage of. It, Huge. But then because of all those, just like we were talking about the, our journey. He learned about and, people's and human nature the learned, worst. But he learned about it through, unfortunately, being kind of taken Experience. advantage of by his yeah. closest people. Yeah. And, um, you know, he. I would love to hear him on a podcast now because he's all oh, that yeah. wisdom, all that experience. And then also think too, because people took him wrong because when he was younger, like all people that are insecure, he had a persona that it was to protect himself that came off of. But now that he's knows who he is and what he is and what his worth is, he doesn't have to come off that way. Yeah. You know? like, so he's, you know, he makes, he's very easy. So I think he's much more approachable and easy. So now other people, I think, have more of an access to learn that the guy's like fucking really, really fun. Like when we were sitting there talking, I kept standing. I'm like, holy fuck, man, this guy's smart. Well, and I'm get, I'm sure all of you guys have experienced this, but one of the things that just makes breaks my heart is when I, I don't know if it was on The Last Dance or if it was somewhere else, but Dennis Rodman, there was an interview of him, and it was talking about Michael Jordan, or it was probably an interviewer, um, said, hey, Dennis, you know, you don't have to be doing all these, you know, giving them money or whatever the, these people around you, they're... they're uh, Hanger honors and stuff. Yeah, yeah they're, they're like, you, he's like, they don't like you. They don't care about you. He's like, you don't think I know that? He's like... I, I, nobody cares about me. Like nobody's. I'm all. So these at like all of you guys have been around people. I'm sure with your success and kind of going back to Mike Tyson's being exploited for other people's games. It's like that would be so hard. How did you guys find people who you can trust over time? How have you guys like? What would you tell future fighters how to protect themselves from? That. I, I say, listen to Drake. No new friends. No new friends. <laughs> no, I'm joking, man. It's hard to tell, especially when you're <laughs> champ and stuff. You know what I'm saying? That well, is mean, so I, hard. Yeah. I lucked out. I mean, Jennifer and I, I met, I mean, when she first met me, she thought I was a fucking doing Taibo or something. She had no idea what the fuck. <laughs> I mean, you remember, it's 2000, 2001. <laughs> you know, you, 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 I think I even called at the time NHB. You know, I didn't even use the word MMA. I think it was kind of, oh, kind yeah. of tossed around interchange at the time. NHB. You know, oh, no holds bar fighting type bullshit. And so she had no clue what she was getting into. So like, she got me, she thought I was some bouncer at the fucking Rhino, you know, and that's where I was, but she thought that was probably my greatest aspirations of what I was going to amount to. So like now though, to get with somebody like, no, nah, there's just no fucking, but, but you would also, never, you that would always be in the back of your mind, I think, to be like, all right, you don't it, like me, you like Frank Meir, you know, you don't like but, me. But it's know? also difficult because what I've also noticed is, you know, I come from a very humble background that to continue to level up, you also do have to bring people in your circle who can bring you to those new levels or yeah. know those things because unfortunately when you stay in your sphere sometimes there's the crab effect they just don't want you to succeed or they just don't have anything to provide you to help you succeed not anything against them so you do have to bring new people into your world and people are but tools too. those new people might have the worst um, hopes for you have I you talked to not experienced you know Paul stuff? Stanley from Kiss. He actually, I got the interview with him one time, and, and he said something to me that was very profound. It was a guy, it was a manager that had fucked him over and ripped him off. Suda, you want some, brother? We'll take a break for some. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, did I, what did I get? I got the peach one right now. I'm going to do the. Yeah, I like these, the but these make you kind of mellow, man. Like, it's fucking. I love this, but like, it chills you out. It's like a sedative. Okay, <laughs> okay but that's kind of that. Yeah, thank Is that you. That's where you want to go. Like me, man. That's why, you know. I, I, this I do with vodka, man. Like, yeah, like goes I, I, I vodka. smoke weed, man. I don't know if you guys. Then, uh, this with vodka would be happy. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you a special drink, you know? Like, I'm already hyped, dude. I need a fucking chill. How long did you quit before your fight? Uh, I didn't all that shit to your head, bro. I, I, I mean, agree with you. Yeah, I probably uh, being a world champ. I probably don't deserve to be I a world champ. I was wondering because I, I quit smoking weed when I started wrestling. I, yeah, I never, you know, ever since then, ever since seventeen, 
I smoke weed it's like a, every blue moon. Like, I'm not <laughs> you guys got any? <laughs> Speaking of, like I feel like you guys have Paul not been taken advantage of. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you guys don't have too many. No, we stories do. Of- but I'm gonna tell you the private thing that he does is like when I have people in my circle and I know that they have an agenda that's very look. Everybody's selfish. Yeah. I get thank it. you. But it's to point where like okay, like I, you can, can put me first, but like at least it's not like you're stepping on my neck to get up. Like, yeah. You're like okay, you're gonna you know everybody you know obviously self preservation. I get it, you know. But just make sure <clears> that <throat> if it's a transactional relationship, you at least know right. that going symbiotic into type. It. I don't want a parasitic one. Yeah. Right? So if I sit there and I look at somebody I'm like okay, this guy is a parasite. You're gonna use me. All right. As long as you identify what the person is, you can just use them. Yeah, you as long there, as benefit- this okay. guy wants this. He's capable of giving me this. Is that something that I can take advantage of? Well, yeah. Like, all right. Well, I'll give the illusion of this, but I'm not stupid. I'm not going to let the guy <laughs> fucking know anything personal about me. He don't get to hang out and have dinner with me and my wife. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like, all right, there's a certain level of distance I'm going to keep the person at, but they're still useful. You use them. They're an asset. You know, so- Maybe that's where my question was, is because I'm a very like relationship guy yeah you want to be you, i, I want to be best everybody. friends with everybody no. so i get my heart broken all the time yeah that's like when you pick up the viper that old like indian story like well, oh you pick up a well, snake and it bites I'm, you it's like well fuck I'm, you I'm, I'm, a snake i'm kind of this i'm the same way i'm just i'm same way dude i'm i'm, I'm you know i can be i'm friends with everybody you wear hard on your besides, sleeve, me talk, yeah. besides me talking shit to my opponents like even with them like we can kick it out the way it's all good yeah you're just marketing but what what, what you what, what i do what you shouldn't ever do is put a motherfucker on a pedestal. You know what I'm saying? Any human, I've crossed people, and I've been crossed, and so you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I don't, I don't. Just don't put you, it. You, like, you just can't. You just it happens. It happens. That it's it's almost kind of for the best, dude. You know. So I think. If, so I think if you, if you just don't put them on that pedestal, like you're fine, and that goes with everybody: kids, wife, family, anybody. <laughs> Oh, if we had more time, I'd tell about one of my favorite scenes in Pineapple Express. Have you ever watched that? With Seth Rogen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where he's just thinking the phone, but I love you. I'll make it. I promise I'll change. And she's like, okay, okay. Well, I love you too. He's all, I made a mistake. Like, she's like, what? And he's like, for you to love me, I'm a loser. Like, I just, you know, failed you three different times i didn't show up to th- and now you're saying you love me i i don't think i should trust somebody like you and she's like what the hell's wrong with you so you're absolutely <laughs> right but funny. you know you uh you just your priorities and then sometimes your priorities are mistaken for your purpose well it takes so- away your masculinity to do that and a woman doesn't want that they want it. you want to be a man so sometimes there's like it's just like even like being kids like i mean if i was my kids' best friend i'm sure they would like that better but then i'm not their father you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. if i see parents that are their kids' best friend their kids don't turn out that great you know what i mean like there has to be a level of just like, no, I'm your father. We're not on that level. Right, Frank, you know I mean? this like, is good, man. I'm eating this shit up. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's like, there has to be just certain things. It's like, no, no, that's not how that works. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, look, I fall victim to that a lot, though, to be honest with you. There's times where like, I like my kids, like, oh, we're buddies. We're best friends. We're really close. But then there's other times, like the other day, Cage forgot to take the garbage down, right? He doesn't have many chores. My wife does everything in the fucking house. He doesn't have to do shit, you know what I mean? But besides go to school, he's a straight-A student. His good, grades are great. He wrestles, he's a state champion. You know, he was getting ready to go to the doc B. He was cutting weight. I get it. You know what I mean? Like, he has few criteria I respect for him, but do it. But then there's a few things just to teach responsibility. It's like, hey, you know, the garbage in the house, you take it out. And then at the end of the week, and Sundays, you take the garbage down. Well, he fucked up. He didn't take it out. So the next day I got up, I said, like, oh, you didn't take the garbage down. Hey, no problem. Uh, Take care of the garbage to where there's no guard. The dumpsters, the street dumpsters inside the house. You figure it out. If there's garbage in those dumpsters Monday night, then your truck no longer can you drive anywhere but to school and wrestling practice. That's it. That's all I said to him. All right. And he's like, 
well, fuck, like, what, 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 I'm like, I don't know, figure it out. I don't figure it out. So he had to baggage up the garbage and take it down to the fucking dump. He had to figure that out on his own. Call up and do that. And I guarantee you, he's going to have a harder time fucking up. He might not. But I'm like, you created the problem. You yeah. solved it. Fix it. Here's the criteria. Which is like real world skills. I do that all the time. You fuck up. We've all done that. We're adults. You make a mistake. You sit there go, fuck it. I didn't do that. Fuck. Fix it. There's no one to call. You got to do it your own. Let me tell you guys something. All, all three of you guys married. You married, correct? Mm-hmm. And for me, divorce. What he said about the kids, you can't be your kid's best friend. But that's that's 100% correct, but don't get out of the house with your kids. Nine times out of ten, if you get divorced, you get out of the house with your kids. Oh, that's the, the, the wife is going to just lie on yep. you and throw you up on the rug. And, and then that's the only thing you can try to do is just be friends with your kids. That's what oh, I'm yeah. doing right now. That changes that. Look, man, you look at Jesus. our prison system, 80% of everybody in there is from single moms. Yeah. The, the, the biggest denominator of success for anybody, whether I give, like when we talk about our kids, the greatest thing that you can do for your child Stay is as house. a father is be in the house, stay married. Because that's the greatest thing of like sitting so there. And look, <sighs> hey, bro, every oh, situation is different. I'm not going to judge. Yeah, yeah, whatever, you don't know. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, whatever, whatever you can do, especially while your kid's young, try your best to stay in the house with your kids. I don't care how unhappy and stuff you think you are because you created those kids and not just about your happiness. Yeah. It's about your kids as well. Because now, you know, when I see my kids, my, my thing is I'm just trying to be their friend because I can't yeah. discipline them at all. I yeah, can't. You know what I'm I could go on all day, and we need to do more episodes like this. Oh, yeah, to, to be able to get in time for the uh, the main event, the main event, the main card. One of the things though that I really want to ask you is, what would it mean or be like to have a championship fight, you against O'Malley in Phoenix? Ah, uh, that's that's what we're that's what that's what we're going for. You know, if I win my fight, O'Malley wins his fight, we're bringing it to Phoenix, man, 100. percent you it know? have to be, That'd yeah. Be it's gonna, it's yeah. gonna be here, man. It's gonna be here. Shit, we'll do it at the what's that baseball stadium? What's what's Chase it called? Field? Yeah, Chase Field. Yeah, Why not? I thought the place would sell out. Why not, man? That would be huge, right? You know, I I I, I like it stylistically. Um, I what, like what, fight, what, what, what 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 obstacles, if you don't mind saying, do you see on paper when you look at him stylistically for you for the matchup? What obstacles? I think maybe just his reach. I think I think and even even before Al Jermaine fought him. He 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 had even hit me up like he's like hey man what do you think the game plan like, hey man he's 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 gonna stick and move he's gonna juke he's gonna do all that he said don't react to his fakes Aljamain just fucking went out there and fought him like the same way somewhat he fought yeah. me well, and came in straight out. boom gets caught oh. fucking premature stoppage straight up that premature. stoppage was yeah. was premature for a world title fight like yes. like knock me the fuck out dude, it should be definitive dude. when they go over like there, Bobby Green like you know you, did you see did you, did you see Bobby Green get yeah, like put out. Oh, I prefer that yeah, than than well, anytime I see a fight stop and the guy can immediately jump up <laughs> to his feet and he's doing this to the referee. I'm like, even as the guy on the other end of it, like, yeah, I'm glad I got the win, but I'm not satisfied with that. Like, it's, you look over, like, I remember when I did that to Nogueira, I TKO'd him. The referee stopped the fight from strikes, not from a submission. Most, you know, my fights from submission. When he stood up, he was shaking, like, you know, he's arguing, but as he's arguing, he's doing this. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's a good stoppage. Yeah, yeah. If you could sit up and go, hey, man, why'd you stop the fight? Like, to me, like, even the guy on the winning end, I'm like, ah, fuck, the guy could still fight. Like, this is yeah. bullshit, you know what I mean? So, he also, Triple C brought his belt for two champs that are here with us. What is your guys' opinion of this belt? Compared ugly. To ugly? I don't like it. Yeah. Well, you were saying, too, that it could be built a little bit better, but... Uh, yeah, sorry, already has a men. The, reason, the only reason why I like this belt better than, than the old school belts is because I was the first person to inaugurate this belt 
This was the first. It was me. Oh, you were the first guy to get it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So I was the first that's one special. to fucking flex on it. And then I had it for a couple of months because the other dude didn't make way. I don't know what happened. So I was just like pepping all over it, you know, taking no, bro, it. You, so, you and then a lot to me. You're going to be in the Hall of Fame. You've made some accomplishments. The yeah. fact that you be an Olympic gold medalist in itself is fucking getting struck by lightning. I mean, my daughter and I had this conversation. That's why she's wrestling instead of going straight in MMA. You're like, would you rather be a UFC champion or an Olympic champion? And I said, like, hey, coming from a guy, I've won belts. Uh, go for the Olympic yeah. Championship. Like, if you could pick one or the other, pick the fuck. Uh, Every four oh, one, years, oh, like, the, you're, oh, I mean, there's so many things that have to fucking line up that you have to be perfect on to be an Olympic gold medalist. I mean, fuck, you even go to the Olympics. I think they should fucking freeze your sperm. And then you got to show up on that day. It's not, not just preparing for that. Like, that day, you got to yeah, be Yeah, you don't get on. an injury, they don't get You got to be holding five aces, bro. Yeah. Five yeah. aces. Yeah, there, there is no get to postpone the fight. I have the flu. Shit like, happened. Like, no, Dana, uh, you know, I'm not feeling good. Fuck, no, you're out. Yeah. And but then, to do and both. Then you, and then you won't, you won't make another Olympic team because it's so competitive. Well, and, to, and to do both. So he does that, then goes on, wins a, a UFC belt, but then wins it in two weight classes currently and hold it. You know what I mean? Like, that was amazing. I was like, oh, fuck. Wow. If you, like, if you win another belt, do we got to start calling you the quad champ? I was thinking more like C4. C4 <laughs> you know? Bro, maybe, maybe we change this to F4, F4 right? Yeah. What do you think? Dude? I mean, I like you know, we'll definitely have a Actually, legacy. Actually, maybe we flavor one of the drinks, one of the straw. We got to do like a double caffeinated one called C4, something like that. Dude, yeah. we'll, we'll definitely have to do a limited edition or, or a special it'll edition. Sh- it'll be shorter, but stronger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you just, Damn, he went there. He, he went, went there. there. <laughs> but <laughs> but speak, speaking of, of... I didn't even hear me. <laughs> weight classes, like... It, when you win and when you beat O'Malley, would there be any itch to go up 145? 100%. 100%. Especially uh, uh, Volkanovski's short. He's 5'6". I'm 5'4". You know, this dude's yeah, like, you're not going to get outreached by Volkanovski. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like – and then also Ilya Tipari, I think he's 5'7". He's like a – you know, they're both. But, yeah, of course. But, I mean, that was my original goal since the beginning. You know what's interesting? You know? I know people probably argue with this one. I actually think Volkanovski – is it not an easier fight? I don't want to use the words, but as far as less issues that you'd have to overcome and deal with that could be problematic than O'Malley, because O'Malley, the ability for him to control distance, the way he switched stances and he's able to maintain balance with his head between his knees and move distances and keep power, that's where you know uh, Sterling messed up at, is that he actually doesn't have the proper footwork to cover distance. He covers distance and he goes off balance because he tried to like because he's a great athlete. He exploded and went farther than he was supposed to go, so his head came over his knees, and that's what off balance. And where O'Malley can cover distance, but he keeps his head between his knees, so he has yeah, proper yeah, but, the blah the triangle. Yeah, but I can tell you something about uh, about O'Malley. His stance, he's too wide on it. That fucking lead leg is right there. Kick it. Kick it. Okay. Well, and you're good, too, though, even though coming from a wrestling background. Your actually long-range stuff is really good as far as you're able to close distance well (laughs) and not lose balance. So tell people, like, you can only go as fast as you can go with your hips. If it's not your hips coming with you, you ain't really there. Let's say when you got the knockout over uh, TJ, you covered great – it was full fast, but your hips were under you. That's why you had so much power, and you hit him. Holy shit. He brought his hips with him. Most people, when they travel distances – they don't bring their hips with them. You know what I mean? So, like, their shoulders yeah, come over the yeah, top. And you see that? Yeah, they lean their chest. Then, so, not only, like, yeah, you're not very powerful. You are hitting me. But then, like, now you're off balance as a motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. The takedowns are snapping. You know? But it, because you understand wrestling in yeah, your head. But, but it, it's, it's the same reason why I even have, like, a stick figure. It's not karate. It's more of a stick figure stance. Because it allows me to always put me in position. 
No, you, you that's what I'm saying. You I'm always fucking spot, here. See, I, always, I always try to put the that away. Yeah. Right between, his, uh, yeah. Yeah. between my nut. So. <laughs> you know? No, it's true though. If I put a laser down, like his is right. You see some fighters, I mean, fuck some fights in my career before I learned this shit when I was younger. Like, I wish I was actually fighting, had a good trainer. If I put a center of gravity, had a laser shooting down, it should be between your feet. Yeah. Most people fight there and they put it up, they go start going toward their front foot. And then when they throw strikes, the laser goes outside their foot. Yeah. If you're throwing a punch and your center of gravity is outside your knee, yeah. Yeah. I hope you hit them because if yeah. you miss, you're going to get yeah. fucked up. Yeah. 100%. Everything, everything just goes back to biomechanics. Are you structurally in position? That's like, to me, like the biggest thing. People think it's like the fundamentals. The fundamentals in the fight game is your stance, number one. Are you active? Are you loaded? Is it defensive? Offensive, defensive. He, he said too no. loaded. His knees aren't locked. I get him out of them. Like every time yeah. you lock your legs, you're fucking useless. No, number two is your composure. They don't sell shit here, man. Like, you, you watch me fighting. I'm like, here, I'm zoning in on your eyes, and I'm not fucking... I'm staying, I'm staying locked in on your eyes because the eyes are your windows on your souls, and I can see everything kind of around. I know people like to see the chest, but that's just not me. So I train as that's a That's why I'm a chest guy, but I, so, that's just because I'm peripheral vision. If I break away a little bit, I'll look up to read you for a second. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. If I can feel. But I feel like you could read people without looking in the eye. Like, to me, I, I can feel your energy. I can feel you. You feel this. Like, oh, there's the anxious. So you feel the, People kind of give off. So, so like, uh, uh, position, composure. Composure, you want to make sure you don't like telegraph and go. Like, you have to be able to hold the composure and yeah, be disciplined you, enough to be, actually stay into that position. And then, number three is your distance, is your distance recognition. You don't want to be too far. You don't want to be too close where you're in the line of fire. You want to be just right to where your fate gets you in, yeah. where you could strike. Or if they kick, you're able to get out and actually come back and fucking counter. So, yes, you know everyone, one of the things we're it's, teaching. It's that right. So, I call it borders. Borders is like uh, it's like it's a border between like Mexico and uh, uh, the U.S. and Mexico. Once you cross into that border, once you cross into Mexico, you gotta you gotta go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Hot once plate, you cross on the hot plate, like yeah, but, but that's just my kind of terminology. So no, no, no but this, we're all describing the same shit. That's what's great when you sit there and go, everybody at the highest level, like it's all similar. I tell him like, like we throw a jab, we go through it, we come back. Like I'm like, hey, I only step when I step on the hot plate and hit you. If it's a jab, right? First of all, we, I, I call it the law of the triangle. My head has to stay between my knees and your knees are bent. So it's like you listen to music. Like if you're not bent, like you're like riding a horse, you're not athletic. I said, pick a sport in the world, basketball, baseball, football, where a guy locks his legs and he has no mobility. Everybody has to have knee bent, loaded, ready to go. And then even the way we walk, I told him like, hey, you know, like most people take a step and they pull their feet towards you. Like, no, no, that's not how that works. You actually, if my right foot, I'm moving to the right, my left foot pushes me to my right. My right foot pushes to me to my left. And then you maintain balance <laughs> and distance, right? So I said, yeah, all these things are so uh, you're gonna, you're gonna like the plan that I'm gonna show. You're gonna you're gonna show you're gonna show your daughter. She's gonna trip out. Oh, yeah, it's, same it's, stuff. It's, right? it's, it's, it's gonna make sense. And then when you talk about like the distance, they say when he was moving, he kept moving like three feet with a single step to move out of the way of a punch. I'm like, well, hey, look. The reason why that's bad is because it's like one, you're stepping three feet to avoid something that's six inches. You know what I mean? Like that's a lot of energy. I said, two, you can't counterattack me now. Yeah, you got out of the way, which is better than not getting out of the way. But I'm like. You just if you were to take a six inch step when I throw a strike, six inches puts me completely over here and I miss, but then you're within range and in balance with knees bent, head composed, ready to go to fire back for takedowns, for shots. And so we gotta stop doing this. It's all the same terminology you're using. That's great. I'm glad you get to hear it. It's like Yeah. Hey, no, no, no. Hey, I only needed to hear from you, but it is nice hearing it from multiple champs. And also you know, too, I like what, it. Once, once you get ready for this fight, once I'm done with this stuff, you come over, we'll uh Beat me up you know, a little bit. I'll uh, I'll show I'll show you some shit, dude. Thank you. I need it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But that's what I should fuck. Triple C. 
almost C4, but I hope it's not C4 because I feel like they would write you a big check that F3 might not be able to write yet, but we'll get there. So uh, selfishly, we'll just have to do F4, but C4, keep your hands off them. (laughs) Real fast, I do want to ask you a question. It's funny because you showed it to John. There There was a concept... Because I like concepts better than techniques, you know. It's yeah. like okay, technique yeah. is you know as long as you're learning concepts, but concepts and principles I can take with me and then flow from one move to the next. Right. right. You were talking about a concept of like, okay, be okay with backtrack or like really there was something about on you. You were talking about being on his hips. You had a uh, uh, John's back and you were just hey, if I come to the front, be okay with coming here, but not giving up this. I think it was like a bend, not break. Right, right. No, what, what it was, um, what I was telling John because it's, it's been a long time since John's fought. It's been about three years, and the same thing with me. And, and and I told the same thing to uh, to uh, to Islam Makachev because I do fight breakdowns. He was like, "Yeah, I watch what you're saying." He's like, "Henry, you're you're 100 right." And I'm like, "You know where you fucked up, Islam? Is you stayed in a position for too long with Volkanovski the first time you fought him. Transition to a fucking position." I told could be the same thing. He, I told could be the same thing right before he fought Conor McGregor. I'm like, I'm, it, you know, Khabib's kind of like a taboo. Like, don't show me. He's like, no, no, no. I just want you to understand this concept was going to happen. Because yeah. you might be behind a guy like Conor McGregor. You don't want to stay behind him for too long because you don't want to. You, you're going to drain your own batteries. Like, that's all you have to do. And Conor was fighting that way. He Conor did better than what people think. That he was like, oh, I'm like, guys, Khabib actually started getting a little stressed out going to that third round. The first two rounds, Khabib kept taking him down. You don't understand what that's like as a wrestler <laughs> grappler to take someone down. He didn't do any damage. Connor did a great job of nullifying, keeping the shoulder off his waist, turning the corner, grabbing the ass, hamstring, wrist control. I'm like, yeah, he got taken down and down. He was beat on points, but he didn't get his ass beat. And for a guy yeah. to waste that much, use that kind of energy. If I took you down and I'm trying to kick your ass, and I'm not really accomplishing much, there's a little bit of fatigue on my part that goes, fuck, man, I'm not really beating you. I'm yeah, but, not really accomplishing much. Yeah, but, but that's what that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, mm-hmm. and, and then Khabib did it, and then we kind of talked about it, and we kind of laughed. It was almost like, hey, yeah, so what was your just, just reach. If you're losing a position, cover his fucking head. Like, if you're going to lose it, already dominate, like, like anticipate it before you actually lose it. So when you and cut sure your enough, losses, that's what you have. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm behind somebody. A dude's about to get up. Right before that dude starts to lift up that, that opposite knee or that, that knee to get up, boom, front cover him. Right. So then I, so then I rewatched that fight with, with Islam. I was able to break it down. I'm like, all right, John. You know, because, dude, John literally came up like... He was coming to Arizona. I, I've trained him like he's came on six different occasions just yeah. to train with me. Just where I just I, I'm 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 not a coach. I'm a counselor. I'm a teacher, but I focus more on the positions and I try to understand the athlete and what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, how can I hone in and kind of yeah. you know bring that expertise just all according to not my philosophy, fucking biomechanics. So when 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 I went out to the Albuquerque to work with John, I'm like, hey John. You might be in this position because you're going to have this dude against the cage. I says, John, you're going to be in this position. Don't overwork the position. Don't don't make that same mistake as Islam. Come around. Give me, uh, come around him and start looking for your front headlock. And sure enough, it ended up happening. And the, con- you know? You know, the concept you're talking about, I, I actually have terminal I'll call. I, I say it's the bend, don't break. So like if I have hooks in on somebody, I'm on their back, and they're about to roll me and then cut off top, I'm like, hey, man, I'll bail. I'll put, make a post. I'll pull the hook out. I'll retract to maybe a side control position. But it's like, hey, man, but if I'd have held on like a monkey with his hand in his jar or like a fisherman, I'm not going to get pulled off the boat. It's like, well, fuck it. I'll let go of the pole. You know what I mean? Like, and cut my losses, but to maintain still a dominant spot. You know what I mean? So by covering, so you're talking about covering the head is what you're. Yeah. Yeah. I like if, you, if you're going to lose a position, anticipate, go to another. And that's it. Like it's to me, to me, it's not, a, it's not, to me, I'm, I'm based more on winning. 
Like you know what I'm saying? Like to me, it's not a. It's just you know what I'm saying? Like I don't base it so much on the on the on the art of 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 mixed martial arts or even wrestling. It's like how is it that like in the end game that I can wind up and actually find a way to actually beat you? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I know I, I saw a little clip on on Jackson uh, with your podcast with Demetrius Johnson, and me and Demetrius Johnson we watched our fight together, and because uh, he he always thought he beat me. And it's like all right, man, it was a close fight, DJ. Like if they would have given you the fight. I, I swear to God, dude, I wouldn't be mad. And I even said that after the post, but I know what I did as a competitor. You see, I'm a I'm a better I'm a better competitor than I'm a fighter. Why? Because when that fifth round came about, I pressed him, I had him going backwards, bumped my fist to get, you know what I mean, to convey uh-huh. to the judge. Demetrius Johnson happened to touch the cage with his uh, you know, happened to touch the cage with his right hand. I'm pushing this dude forward. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? The crowd is behind me. Like talk about stealing shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like this is people. like this is the art of the competitor. Like, hash, That's yeah, true. he might he might have struck me a little bit more in the fifth, but I just outwitted him. Yeah, I know how to, I I know I, I know the sport of feel, and and I used to do that in wrestling too. A guy was getting ready to fucking take me down. I'm just like fuck it, I, I'm he's he's getting ready to put me on my back, and I'm just ah, and I scream, I throw my hands, and the fucking ref and I, and I go up and I and I throw the three. And the fucking ref sees me. He's like, "Fucking three? Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I'll do whatever. Yeah. I'll, use, I'll, I'll use all the rules, bro. It's dirty. I know you're pulling Michael it's, Jordan, but but, but, it, but it's not dirty. It's it's just fucking. You know, winning. The, yeah. It's just winning. It's just winning. It's funny you say that though. The, the, the fighters, I think people don't understand. They see two guys. Well, that guy awesome. kicked the guy's ass. I'm like, why would you want to rematch? I'm like, no, because they know the guy was in there with them. He might have won on paper as far as a strike. He landed five more jabs. The other guy landed. But the energy the two guys are going back and forth, they both, and I can look at the outside and go, this guy is dominating that guy. Like, how can you tell? Like, I don't know if I can articulate what's being done per se, but you can just see that that guy knows that he doesn't want to fight that guy again. He, you know, they can feel the, the way it's going. Like, oh, fuck, man, he's imposing on me, you know? Yeah. There is that, you know, you see that people don't rematch. You see guys that win and beat guys. You're like, well, then you'd want to fight him again. I'm like, no, he doesn't want to fight him again. He, he fucking skated through that one. They don't want him. He, he doesn't want to be back in there with that guy. He doesn't want to be on that <laughs> one. You know, nice. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's exactly yeah, Tom was like, you shared too much yeah, you're like, in that cage. They felt and each other, like... and that guy doesn't want to have another fucking introduction to that now. Guys, just... I wish we had hours and hours and hours because this is, a, I mean, believe me, if I could have this more often, three goats in of the MMA, I will do everything I can to get it back. But we also have an awesome evening ahead of us that we need to prepare for. So we will call it here. But, guys, thank you so much. Rampage, Frank, and, of course, Triple C. If we can have you on more often, we are a blessed company. And um, thank you.